Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as usual, for those of you who are calling in from the L.A. area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including those right here in the absolute beautiful, thank God the Super Bowl is over, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Producer Kina has the chat room open, so if you'd like to log in there and hang out, say hi to her. Uh, if you have any questions, she'll make sure those get to me. Otherwise, I'll be checking into the chat room after the show. So, as I said, the Super Bowl is over. Traffic is returning to normal. And since we really didn't have much invested locally as far as team-wise, you know, things have calmed down quite a bit. And there is always that sense of change when something big has been someplace. There's always that kind of residual, wow, you know, now we look forward to next year. Maybe our teams will be in it next year. Who knows? Here's hoping. But as we look at those things that we put together in our lives, those great big massive projects, when they're over, sometimes that can leave a little bit of a gap. It can leave kind of a, wow, I put so much energy into that, and now life goes back to normal, even though we're forever changed by the process. And it is important to keep in mind that everything is, as soon as we finish one thing, there's something else that's coming into our lives, that's coming into our our energetic fields. And you never know when something very important could happen. And sometimes those important things can be tremendously subtle. And it's really hard to look for the subtle stuff sometimes because we get wrapped up in, you know, the big picture. And the big picture is an important thing to have, but don't forget that there is a little picture. And this morning, a childhood nursery rhyme kind of popped in my head for no particular reason. And it was called For Want of a Nail. And for those of you who have never heard it, it goes like this. For want of a nail, a shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the rider was lost. For want of a rider, the message was lost. For want of the message, the battle was lost. For want of the battle, the kingdom was lost and all for the want of a nail. And that popped in for me, and it was like, wow. We look at the big things. We look at, okay, what, what's the major stuff we need to take care of? And what are those little tiny details that maybe they don't have that much impact, but maybe they could have a huge impact? If some little piece is missing, Sometimes we never quite make it to that whole big picture. And I will give you an example. Yesterday, I was off at a 
local fast food place. And I was there with my adopted mom, and, and we were grabbing a snack before we got on to some projects. And a police officer was there, and he was taking a statement. I guess somebody had tried to pay for something with a fabricated $20 bill. So the police officer was there, and he was taking the report. And there was something about him that kept drawing my attention. And so I went up to him, and I said, excuse me, officer. And he he was a young guy, you know, a young white police officer. And I guess once you reach a certain age, everybody looks young. But to me, he looked young. And the expression he had when he looked at me was, okay, what? Are you mad at me? What is it? You know, so it was very guarded. And I looked at him and I said, I just wanted to thank you for protecting your community for taking care of all of us, and for being willing to put your life on the line to protect mine. And he looked at me, they softened, and there was a little quiver in his voice, and he said, I've never been thanked. And so, you know, and and as I shook his hand, you know, he kind of gripped onto it a little bit tighter. And I said, well understand that there's a lot of us out there who really appreciate you and maybe it's not in the news. I said, I know you've got a really hard job and sometimes it's kind of a thankless one, but I want you to know we appreciate you. I want you to know that, you know, as one of the ones who runs toward a problem as opposed to runs away from it, you know, I honor what you do and who you are. And the look on his face was just, you know, he said, wow, um, thank you. You know, and he, he got his notepad and, you know, and I saw him go outside. I don't know what had been going on with him up until then. And I don't honestly know what happened afterwards. But I know that in that moment, there was a little tiny piece of something that he needed. I don't know exactly what it was. Maybe he was feeling burnt out from his job, but the way when he looked at me and with that slight quiver in his voice said, no one has ever thanked me. In that moment, it was important. Maybe that moment, maybe that statement was a nail. And maybe because that nail was no longer missing, the shoe was saved and the horse was saved. And the messenger was saved. And we never know what tiny little nail we may be either securing in place or yanking out. You know, it could have just as, you know, easily been a situation where maybe he was in there and somebody made a snarky comment about him being a police officer. And maybe the fact that I was a small, round, brown woman thanking him for what he did and for what he was may have made a difference to him. Maybe the next time, you know, he dealt with someone who was a minority, maybe he wasn't so guarded. Maybe he felt a little bit better about what he did, knowing that somebody appreciated it. We never know whether we're pushing in a nail or taking it out whether we're securing something or whether or not maybe we're, we're yanking it loose. There are those times that we 
dedicate, you know, for many of us, dedicate our lives and our work and all of that stuff to taking care of people. Sometimes the male that we're wanting is the one that holds us together. It's that time that we take for ourselves. Maybe it's just a bubble bath. Or maybe it's sitting down and not answering the phone for a little while. Maybe that's the nail that's wanting to hold us together so we can go out and we can take care of other people. Maybe it's that act of self-kindness that becomes too seldom because we always think that somebody else needs it more. They need our compassion. They need our time. You know what? We need our time too. I have a dear friend who's in New York and she has spent years, she's taking care of her daughter and then she's taking care of her mom and it was always, and then she had a very demanding job or she still does, but you know, she, her job is very demanding. So she never got a break. She went from a demanding job to a demanding home life where she felt really unappreciated. Well, her daughter went to college and her mother who was ill was able to go back to her own home. And my friend was just amazed at how quiet the house was. And she made dinner just for herself. And she sat down and watched a movie that she wanted to watch. And little things that most of us just take for granted being able to just go in and sit down. For her, it was so tremendously rare because it had been decades since somebody was not asking something of her. And by experiencing that, by letting herself take care of herself, by letting herself enjoy herself by herself, she was able to see past her stress. And actually think, you know, when, when I, you know, she recently had had a surgery, so she stuck home. And she said that when she goes back to work after having that time off, she thinks that she's going to be able to be a lot more comfortable with it. And I'm pretty sure she is because now she can have a break. She can have a time off. She can leave work, leave it there, and not go home to anything aggravating. So that is one of the nails that we definitely do not want to be wanting for, self-care. As a doctor and, and a body worker and a, an energetic worker and a spiritual worker, I come across so many people. And in fact, I spend most of my day dealing with folks who are leaving themselves wanting for something that they need to provide for themselves. Well, you know, my back is killing me, but I had to go over and I had to take care of this person and that person and all of this. It's like, well, when do you take care of you? Well, I don't. Taking care of others is taking care of myself. No, it is not. I'm here to tell you, it's not. As someone who does it professionally, it's not. Taking care of others is not the same. It doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that it needs to be in balance with, taking care of yourself. No is a complete answer. No thank you is a polite complete answer. I'm sorry, but no is a very polite complete answer. But no by itself is. And sometimes it's important to be able to say that. Sometimes it's important to be able to put ourselves first. Now, when we look at the other end of the spectrum, 
where we are so completely absorbed in what is going on in our personal universe that we completely negate things going on with anybody else. And it, it is a way, you know, no judging. And maybe there have been things in your life where it's like, you know what, I am not just, I'm just not going to deal with anybody else. I'm going to deal with me, which is a good thing, except when we forget that we are still a part of the world, that a kind word and a kind action to a total stranger not only will help that person, but it also helps us. It helps us to find that balance point. Even if it's just saying, wow, that's a really nice color on you. Oh, wow, you have a nice smile. Or, you know, when the cashier is trying her best to, or his best to, you know, get everybody through the checkout line and people ain't because the line is so long and nobody else is opening registers. I used to do that. I, I worked retail for a while. And when you're doing your best to take care of people and everybody's complaining about the fact that there aren't enough registers open, that's not my choice. Believe me, if I could, I would have every single register open. But it's not my choice to only, you know, to only have one register. I'm just doing the best I can with it. And I cannot tell you how much it meant to me that somebody would come up and go, wow, thank you for working so hard. You know, we don't blame you. It's, it's just, it's frustrating, but we know it's not your fault. And you're doing a really wonderful job helping. To be acknowledged is a tremendously powerful thing. To have somebody say, you know what, I notice. I notice you. I notice your effort. And maybe I can't offer you any more than a hearty thank you. Then that's what I will. I'll I'll, I'll give that. And yes, there are times when life really... You know, as as I often say, life is fun until it isn't, and it sucks until it doesn't. And during the times it's fun, yeah, you know, we can go out and, hey, how you doing? Have a nice day. We're feeling good. It's during the times that when it sucks, and, and if that phrase offends anybody, my apologies, it's just kind of how it is. But during those times, when maybe we don't feel like we've been treated the best. Maybe we don't feel like the universe is being as kind to us as it could. We're still a part of community, the whole world. We're a part of the people who help us and a part of the people who aggravate us. And it doesn't mean it's okay for anybody to aggravate you. That's that's not okay. And how you hold it, what you do with it, Often I find if one person has just irritated the bejesus out of me, I go and find somebody who I can appreciate because then when I see the look in their face that I acknowledge them, it says, hey, I'm a, I'm a good person. I like being kind. I like to look on people's faces when I thank them for things. You know, I make it a point, whenever I see a police officer in uniform, I mean, you know, as long as he's not busy doing something or she's not busy doing something, um, to go up and say, you know what, thank you for your service to the community. Firefighters, paramedics, teachers. I used to walk, I had a dog that I would walk outside of a school. And a lady was going in and, you know, she had the teacher look. 
and, you know, the bags and all this stuff. And, you know, she seemed to be very focused on something. And I said, excuse me, are you a teacher here? And she said, yes. <laughs> Again, you know, there's this guarded response like, why, what, what do you want? Is your child failing and you're blaming me? Which I've been a teacher too, so I know how that goes. And I said, I just wanted to thank you for taking care of our young people. I want to thank you for making it your job to help educate generation after generation. And I want to thank you for the fact that, you know, you're doing it without a whole lot of support, without a whole lot of supplies, and I'm sure it gets exhausting sometimes. But what you're doing is important, and thank you. And she almost burst into tears. She gave me a huge hug. She said, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that this morning. And, you know, it was like, well, I'm glad I could do that for you. And I went off and walked my dog. It doesn't mean that you have to be bestest buddies forever. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a moment that you share with somebody where you acknowledge them. And you help them feel better. And maybe you never know why they felt better. But they usually do, and they're usually very appreciative. So when we talk about for want of a male, for want of one small thing, one small gesture, one small aspect, something could really go very badly. People could be, you know, maybe somebody's hurt. Maybe, you know, that that person that you let in, you know, as, as people are merging and occasionally people forget how the zipper works, one at a time, one at a time, left, right, left, right. Sometimes people forget that. And you've got somebody who's just determined to come in. Now the choices are, the heck with you. I'm just going to, I'm going to stay right behind this car. You have no business doing that. Ha! Nobody else is going to let you in either. We reject you. Or, you know what? I've done it myself. Where I, you know, maybe I wasn't paying quite enough attention. I didn't realize that, you know, I needed to merge over sooner. And yeah, maybe I'm coming up past some people and, you know, trying to get in. I've done it myself. So, you know, I, I stop and I slow down. Or if it's a truck, oh, my God. If if you've got, like, one of those big 18-wheelers that wants to merge over, it's like, you know what, dude, you know, after you. But it's amazing how many people, it's like, I don't want to be behind the truck. And they won't let the person in. Now, I have always felt it was important, one, because they're bigger than me, and it's polite. But it became even more important to me when my youngest son became a truck driver. And I started realizing how many times accidents happen because people aren't willing to give that little bit. They aren't willing to make an offer to, you know, to get that nail in there, that nail of kindness that holds the whole system together. Because I tell you what, somebody, you know, for want of that little nail of kindness and patience, you know, you could have your entire commute lost. You could be stuck there because somebody ends up hitting somebody else and, you know, hopefully nobody's hurt. But either way, nobody's going anywhere for an hour just for the want of a moment of compassion to let somebody merge. And then maybe, you know, you let somebody merge and then they go and they let somebody else merge. 
Maybe, you know, they realize, hey, you know what? None of us are getting anywhere faster. I'm going to calm myself down. You know, no need to be angry. Let me just let somebody in. Well, maybe that little nail of compassion is missing. And that person is all eight shades of irritated and angry and they're driving angry because nobody let them in and nobody respects them. And, you know, how could they be treated this way and somebody's going to pay for this? And then they just let it out at somebody else. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form. The energy of how we treat someone, it's, you know, it just changes form. Whether that energy that we put out creates gentleness and compassion or that energy that we put out is transformed into anger and resentment and, oh, somebody's going to pay for this. It's up to us to choose. I don't see much logic in losing a kingdom because of a missing nail. I don't see the logic in creating disruption and dissension when there's no need for it. Yeah, maybe the person, you know, came zooming in or maybe they weren't paying attention as they merged and you've got to hit the brakes and, you know, hit that horn and then they give you that, you know, either they give you the, oh, gee, I didn't notice you look or they do the lock ahead and I'm just going to ignore you as you rant next to me look or they turn around and, and you know, offer the old one finger salute as if it was your fault. No matter what they do, you can choose how you hold it. It's like, you know what, I understand that occasionally I've been less than attentive myself and, you know, God willing, it didn't go badly. So, you know, just write it off as the person maybe wasn't as attentive as they could have been. And let it go. You know, you don't need to resent it. You don't need to take it out on somebody else. You know, we have some amazing, amazing people out there every single day doing amazing, wonderful things. They're the ones out there making sure that all of those horseshoe nails are nailed in solid. They're the ones who, if the nail, if the shoe comes off, they're right there. It's like, okay, hold on. We don't want to lose the horse. Let's let's get the sticks. And most of the time, nobody knows it. Most of the time, the people who are doing the most, the people who are are providing for others in such a big way, they're the ones that you never notice because they never talk about themselves. They're the ones who just go through and and do their thing and, you know, maybe somebody dumps something on them and they just kind of smile and say, well, okay, you know, you take care. And they go on with their lives. But we never know that there's somebody who's out there making sure that the nails are staying in place so that the horseshoe's not lost and the horse isn't lost and the rider isn't and the message isn't and the battle and the kingdom. There's a lot we can do, each and every one of us. We can take care, good care of ourselves so we can take care of other people. We can understand when other people are having a bad day. We don't have to go taking a pair of pliers and yanking the nail out to let the horseshoe go and then think, well, yeah, this chaos has been created, but doggone it, I was justified. I was taught once that there are no justified resentments. And I found a lot of exception with that. I was not, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. I think there are plenty of resentments that are justified. Here, I will list a few. 
So the idea that it was, I took it as saying that, well, oh, so you're saying that it's okay for anybody to do anything they want, and I'm just going to sit in my happy place and pretend like nothing bothers me. That's not what that means. It's not that you very reasonably and very appropriately upset about something that someone does. And it doesn't mean it's okay for you to go there with them. It doesn't mean it's okay, especially if you know better. We may go there a little bit, but you don't pitch a tent. You don't sit in the resentment and say, you know what, that's it. You are who you are, and and you are that action you took, and it irritates me, so you're a bad person forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And when we think about the stuff that we've done, when we think about those times when we were less than compassionate, less than courteous, less than generous, you know, yeah, we do it too. And I definitely am am very willing to admit those times when I've been less than compassionate, less than loving. I tried to learn from it. And I tried to go, okay, I'm going to go here for a little bit, but we're not setting up camp. Because this isn't gonna, it's not going to serve me and it's not going to serve them. By allowing for that moment of compassion, whether it's compassion for yourself, sometimes, you know, I mean, we all have those moments where we sit there and we slap our foreheads and we go, oh, I am just so stupid. Oh, my God. I just, you know, I messed up. I screwed up bad. And it is, it's, that's what I do. And, man, I always mess things up. You know, it's like, okay, the first part of the statement was something went awry. You messed something up. Oh, well. Everything that follows that is just the story you attach to it. If somebody else says, man, you screwed it up and you always do this, first off, nobody always. And if somebody is projecting that at you, more than likely it has more to do with with some issue within them. You know, it's like, okay. Could I do this a different way? Yeah. But you wouldn't know about doing it better unless you screwed it up at least a couple of times. That's how we learn stuff. Driver's ed. When we're in, nobody gets behind that wheel feeling like 100% confident. And, and back in the day when we had to take it in high school, I am thoroughly convinced that the guy who was the driving ed instructor probably drank. I don't know. But my guess is, is that if he didn't drink before he went out, he drank afterwards. And the idea that, you know, he's in this car with these pe- these young people who have no idea how to drive, but, you know, he's got to figure it out. So, yeah, you know, you go out in the parking lot, you're trying to shift gears, you grind the gears, or you stall the car, or, you know, you're trying to back up and you run over the pylon, you know, you hit the brake instead of the gas or the other way around. And each time that happens, you learn something. It's like, oh, okay, well, if I push the gas pedal this much, then it's it's going to accelerate at a rate that I can manage as long as I don't punch my foot down on it. So, you know, I can, I can learn to give and take. We don't know how much to press the accelerator until we mess it up a couple of times and get a result we don't want. That's why we have someone there to guide us and say, okay, that wasn't bad, but try it this way. And it's so important to have somebody in your life that can do that. 
And it, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a big teacher. It could just be a buddy who is sitting there going, it's like, ah, okay, that could have gone better. You know, try, try it this way. You know, try feeling it out this way. First, honoring who you are. Don't be missing any of those horseshoe nails for within yourself. If you feel like you're getting burnt out, you feel like, you know, things aren't going well, you know, take a look at that. Have I lost a nail in my horseshoe? And am I at risk of losing the horse? Second, be that nail of compassion. Be that nail of understanding of people. Let yourself do that. Let yourself spread kindness because it does make the whole world a much better place. And we find balance. So thank you for joining me. And I will be checking into the chat room after the show and answering questions, comments, or concerns. If you would like to learn more about me, you can visit my website at www.the-healing-house.com. And for those of you who are, you know, going out and for those of you who celebrated the Chinese New Year and for those who are celebrating President's Day next week, I hope you have a wonderful time and a safe weekend. And for those of you in other countries who don't know about it, Google it. It's it's one of the days to take off. So, until next week, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you very solid nails holding that shoe on, that horseshoe on. And I wish you the opportunity to spread love and compassion and make sure somebody else's nail is nailed in solid too. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.